confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coogan Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Yeah. Joined by Anthony Joshua, who I didn't know actually I forgot was an OBE. Yes. Yes. Did you get an MBE and an OBE? You have to go through the whole process. So MBE came after the Olympics, OBE came through services to boxing, outside of boxing, etc. And I'm not too sure the order after that. Also, there's like OB, CB. Just Don. Don. <laughs> <laughs> Keys to the city. But at the same time, you still got to pay your parking fines. Absolutely. Do you, <laughs> you still get them? Yeah, nah, I don't actually. I'll <laughs> yeah, give you on no. point. Nah, because I use the app now. Oh, that's it. Yeah. So yeah, not easier. We're here to discuss all things boxing. Yeah, let's let's jump straight into it. Obviously, yeah. speaking to Eddie Hearn yesterday, um, it leaves us to believe that you will be fighting Kubrat Pulev next. As Usyk is just about nearly done. So, is that what's in your brain that you're fighting Pulev now? If that's the case, through the management team, they haven't confirmed anything with me yet. Like this is who you're fighting. This is where it is. Um, this is the date. So nothing like that's come through. So. You know how boxing is. Anything can happen. Look what happened last time when I was supposed to fight Miller. That that, that nonsense happened. Then Ruiz stepped in. So I don't, you know, put all my eggs in one basket until it's 100% confirmed. Um, you never know. But if Usyk is fighting Chisora, when will that be? 28th of March. 28th of March. That leaves Pulev as my next option because he is a mandatory, mandatory meaning. Fight or vacate. Fight or vacate. Like everyone has decided, it's a mandatory decision. Yeah. Everyone's decided that I have to fight Pulev, and that's just the way it goes. So yeah, it's going to be a good scrap. Um, you did state that you wanted you sick though. When I asked you a couple three weeks ago, yeah, you said that yeah. you want the tougher fight in your opinion. And you in my opinion, Usyk. exactly, is the tougher fight. Usyk, undefeated cruiserweight, undisputed champion, coming up into the heavyweight division. Um, Olympic gold medalist, etc. I thought, you know, that's another good name on my record. While we're moving towards um, the big fish, you know, to bring all the belts underneath one one sector, I thought that would be another good um, fight on my record. Okay. Um, and that's why, like, interestingly, this Usyk situation, how good would it have, would it have been? So last June when Miller f- um, failed his drug test, we offered Luis Ortiz a lucrative deal to take the fight in yeah. MSG and he, he didn't take the offer but that would have been great preparation 
for this Usyk fight, you know? The last time I fought a Southpaw was 2016. So um, these challenges, like i.e. Usyk, I've definitely been training um, for a Southpaw already. I started beginning some certain aspects to train for a Southpaw because we're learning about, you have to prepare for everything. Learning from my last mistake last year, you have to be prepared for every aspect of the game. So I've definitely started working on some shots that that'll be effective against the Southpaw because I believe if it's Pula first and Fury and Wilder have a rematch or that fight doesn't happen for some reason, then I'll end up having to fight um, Usyk later on down the line. How do you think Usyk gets on with Chisora? Dylan White's convinced that yeah. Chisora will beat Usyk. So I spar Chisora in the lead up for the Ruiz fight and I've sparred Chisora when we were kids anyway. But you know when you ain't sparred someone for a long time, I thought, yeah, he definitely is a bit of a handful. You know, I remember watching him fight David Price. David Price being the big man he is, bronze medalist, come from the Olympic system, I thought he might know he might be able to control him because he knows what he's doing. But I see that um David Price was struggling to land his shot, struggling to use his jab and establish himself in the ring. So when I sparred him, it made sense because he's a presence in the ring. From the outside, you don't see it and you don't understand it. So when I sparred him, I thought, now it makes sense. So it's one thing looking from the outside and a completely other thing when you're in there. So I believe Chisora does have the beating of Usyk, um, providing Usyk doesn't try and be too entertaining and too flash. So Usyk's game plan should be do what you have to do to secure the win. Not, let's make a statement here because Trezor is the wrong person to go in and try and make a statement with. Hmm. Just going on to Dylan White, he's been linked with fights with Andy Ruiz and Povetkin. Yeah. How do you think he gets on with either of those two? Obviously Andy Ruiz has just split who up with first? his trainer. Tell me who let's talk about, um Let's talk about Povetkin first. Yeah. Someone you know very well. Yeah, so Povetkin, um, <laughs> passing of the torch I'd say. He's coming to the last stage of his career. Great ambassador, great ambassador for the sport, another Olympic gold medalist, former world champion as well. Just had a great 12 rounds with um, Hunter out in Saudi Arabia. So I think the sooner that Povetkin gets that fight, the better, because you need to kind of keep the ball rolling at that age, in my opinion. You don't want to take too much time off and get stiff and all that stuff. You need to kind of stay loose, stay active, stay in the gym. So I think it's a great fight for Dylan, but I do feel Dylan's above that station in my opinion, um, and I think that Dylan has the beating of Povetkin. Andy Tough fight, yeah. but, but, but he has the beating of him. Andy Ruiz. I think, maybe a bit biased, but I think that uh, Ruiz beats Dylan. Hmm. Well, you're gonna... probably gonna be a bit biased. I've seen both ends of Ruiz, providing, look. You've also been in the ring with both as well. Yeah, I've been in the ring with both. So, do you know what it is with Ruiz? Um, and what it is with all boxers and boxing in general, you just don't underestimate anyone. You know, if you know your boxing, you can go back in history where people have underestimated certain fighters and fighters that should never beat a certain guy and have gone in there and shocked the world because of this person took their preparation lightly. Providing Dylan prepares well, spars right, he should be victorious because he's very talented. Um, but providing Andrew Ruiz does the same thing, It'll be a very close fight because um, I think they're both matched. They're both, well, Ruiz is former world champion. Um, Dylan has championship potential 
it'll be a good good time for both of them to level out their skills because I believe Dylan's got the talent to be world champion one day. He doesn't effectively have to do anything, does he? He's mandatory for yeah. at some point next yeah. year, I think February next year for yeah. uh, the winner of Fury World. Well, it, it, so, this is interesting. Like, it's, I keep on hearing it's been 800 days, but the last time I heard that, it's probably 810 days now. So the yeah. days keep on building up. So it is interesting if he will actually get that fight. So we offered Dylan. So we offered Dylan and we offered Ortiz. So we offered Dylan the, the fight for Last the, April. Uh, last April 2019 at Wembley to fight for the heavyweight championship of the world against myself. And um, he turned down the fight. So I think he believes he has the beating of Wilder. He's keen to get that fight with Wilder. And it puts him in a powerful position when he comes to fight me. God willing, I'm still champion. So it's just quite interesting to see if he will actually have the opportunity. The issue is, so you see how hard it is for Dylan and Wilder to make that fight. Dylan showed a message to Barack and Aka, I think, where Bronze Bomber has messaged him saying, I know I have to fight you, but I'm going to make you wait, whatever, whatever. So if you research the interview, maybe just type in Google. Um, Deontay Wilder messages Dylan White on Instagram. So you see the, how hard it is for them two to make the fight. Now you probably see why it's so difficult for me and Wilder to make the fight. So that's someone who's a challenger trying to fight, who brings a lot to the table, a lot of credibility and a great name on Bronze Bomber's record. Now you've got someone who has all the belts, who wants to become undisputed champion. Wilder was saying one face, one name. Um, if Andy Ruiz wins, then he's going to definitely fight Ruiz next. He's not going to fight Fury, he just wants to be undisputed. <laughs> and now I went and beat Ruiz, he's gone down the other route, so it's just difficult. It's about the power play. Ruiz is a PBC fighter, an American fighter, keeps the belts in one place. Um, UK fighter, British fighter, um, Sky Sports fighter, and they don't want to bring the belts over here. So you can see how difficult it is for Dylan, that's why you probably understand now how difficult it is for me to secure a fight as well. I heard some comments that you made the other day that a potential offer might be thrown in after the Wilder Fury fight from your team to to the winner and it was more specifically looked like it was aimed at Wilder but we don't know who's going to win No, that fight. yeah, whoever wins. I, I think Fury's going to win. You believe Fury will beat him? I just think that a man that came so close the first time won't let it go the second time. People say that Fury won. Anyway. Do you know what I mean? The first time, and who knows? I hope he's um, in better condition. That was off a, after a three-year layoff. Maybe he was motivated at the time. Who knows? But providing he's been consistent and he's he's got rid of the rust and the cobwebs, he should be victorious. He came so close to doing it the first time. I think he, he's a man who can do it again for sure. Eddie Hearn suggested that there's a potential huge offer there from Saudi Arabia for that fight. The winner of that fight against you. So, well, you know what, Eddie's doing a great job, you know. He's applying pressure. I respect it. That's what I want my promoter to do. Get out there and apply pressure to these heavyweights. We, we, we offered Dylan last year. I'd fight Dylan this year if the opportunity came up. Ortiz last year, I'd fight Ortiz this year. You know, Eddie's out there, we, looking, we looked at the Usyk fight. We're applying pressure to heavyweights. So it's what he should be doing. And it's not like direct to Wilder because he has his management team. Wilder, go on, focus on your fight. Eddie will deal with your handlers, the people who can you know, negotiate on your behalf while you're focusing on becoming the best heavyweight this era's ever seen. And um, 
yeah, if he's making offers from Saudi Arabia, if he's making offers from London, if he's making offers from America slash the zone, if he's making offers from Turkey, <laughs> I just think he should continue. Your fight could end up in Turkey. Yeah, it might end up on Mars by the sound of things. <laughs> but I just think he should continue making these offers and applying pressure on these heavyweights because that's what my promoter should be doing and I think he's doing a great job by doing it. But do you think a fight like you against Wilder Fury should and would land in Saudi Arabia again? I mean, I think, maybe I think... said the money's just too big to ignore oh. and it will get to that point. Well... I can't really talk on that. Hmm. I can't really talk on what ifs and and astronomical figures because I haven't seen anything. I like to talk about facts. As I said, I've learned. But you know the potential there because you thought. Yeah, there's. Oh, in terms of the system and the setup. Yeah, yeah they but can. In terms of the money that will probably be generated for a fight of that yeah, magnitude. Yeah, they're, they're opening up the country, tourism, bringing events, bringing um, business and economic hub to Saudi Arabia all these different aspects and sports and, and entertainment is a great way to bring a lot of tourism which makes you learn about you know what we need put more public transport we need more hotels because we're having a big influx of tourists now we want to have an economic hub so people can pass through Saudi Arabia to get to wherever they want to get to halfway across the world it's quite a central hub so yeah that's why sports is good because it brings in the tourism aspect so yeah they showed last time that they put on a honestly they put on a really 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 good boxing show and it was phenomenal and i'm sure they have the capability of doing it again doing it so soon if they can do it hats off to them because from what it was to where it got to they they spent a lot of time and invested a lot of effort into making that show one for the history book so um congratulations to them and if they can do it again it shows that that country can do anything comments from eddie heard again yes it's saying that a fight with you against a Wilder or a Fury would be a 50-50 split. That's how it would be now. Is that you've accepted that now that in your head that that's to, to like make to, them, to make them fights that you it would have to be that kind of split. I'll just ask what, what's his reasoning. Um, didn't really give a reason, but I'm I'm assuming it was like when 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 like Andy was champion and he won the belts and was having issues about where it was. There's a lot of uproar to say Andy's the champion, he should decide where it was, Andy's not the champion, do you know what I mean? So there is that aspect, you have to listen to what people say, so there is that aspect of when you're one of the driving forces in the heavyweight division, you do have a bit more of a say. So every time I now get the belt, it's like, shh, 50-50 or, or what's the other thing we was talking about? Um, Are you saying it shouldn't be 50-50 then? I'm saying that if you explain why, everything takes explanation. It, I don't understand why it should be at the minute. I, you know what I mean? Does it have something to do with the fact that you have been beaten now? Has no, no. I, well, it was a big, if it was the biggest upset of 2019 and I came back in December, that must be the biggest comeback. So I now want it. I want it all. I want 70%. I just made the biggest comeback that the world's seen in our, in, in, in our boxing history. It was the biggest upset and I came back straight away. Can I give you a call back, please? Um, We're talking about the split. The split. I could say I made the biggest comeback of last year and I would like 70%, but in reality, I know that's not the case. So what they would have to do with me, with my ego on my side, saying I want 70%, now I explain and say, look, that's not really the case. That's not where we are right now in terms of splits. This is why, that's why. These are the stats and facts. 
and then I'll say, you know what, that makes sense to me. It has to make sense. So you have to be told and explain exactly why that warrants a 50-50 split with either Wilder and Fury for you to consider that. Is that what you're saying? Not so much consider, but just for it to make sense yeah. in my head. To, it's it's got to be right in your head. I'm going into fight. I'm going into war, innit? I don't want to know what I'm warring for. When England go, goes and conquers a country, or America goes and conquers a country, they know what they're going in there for. We're going in to get this 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 land or this oil field and this is going to take our economic GDP from one thing to a complete other thing. You have to know exactly what you're going in for. And that's just how everything goes in life. You'd like to know what, what you're going for. But to be fair, I can understand why you on camera here, to me, wouldn't just go, yeah, 50-50, yeah, I'll take that. Because your comments get blown out of proportion and taken literally sometimes in these good, interviews good, anyway. Good, good, So when, I said last time about 50 million... Um, dollar or pound pounds because I speak in sternness I probably talk about 60 million dollars <laughs> so talking about 50 million pound uh, offer that I'd definitely take the fight um, and then it was taken into context so Wilder said that they'll be interested in taking a fight money's in the bag money's in the bag yeah so I was really interested so we looked at the offer he had um, attempted to make a few meetings with uh, with, with uh, Al Heyman and Sh Shelley Winkle and um, is it Shelly? Shelly Finkel. Fink I swear I don't even know the guy's name. No disrespect on <laughs> my life. No disrespect. Shelly Finkel, yeah? So Shelly Finkel. Um, and it never happened. And that's just the case it was. So it could have been £10 in the bag. The meeting never happened. It could have been £100 million in the bag. The meeting never happened. So it doesn't matter what I say um, that gets taken out into context. All I want to do is sit down and have a proper meeting and see mm. where we can pencil this fight in, bro. You know. Wilder's a solid fighter. He's a dangerous fighter. There's no denying that. It's not like I'm saying, yeah, I want to fight. It's one of the most easy ones out there. there oh, you've never heard me say that. Wilder is a solid, dangerous fighter. And I want to take that challenge because he's in his prime. I'm in my prime. And it's the one, honestly, I hear the, the boxing fans screaming for. And it's the one that I want, hence why I've got four of the major world title belts and I want the last one. Just a couple of things that Fury said in the last week. We always like to get your reaction to stuff that Tyson says. Obviously, Tyson said to IFL last week that he's got three fights left in him. Yourself, Wilder and Dylan White. He also said, obviously, that Wilder knocks you out in two rounds. So just your kind of I reaction. think the first one, he should reconsider. I think he should add Ortiz to that list. I think he should add Ruiz to that list as well. Um, I think he should add Parker to that list. Parker's a former world champion, Ruiz former world champion, Ortiz former world title challenger. So they're like credible names to add to that list as well in terms of solidifying his legacy. The only real name that he's beat on his record is Vladimir Klitschko, um, in my opinion. So I think I think that'll be a good a good um a good name to have. So when I quickly look at who he fought last year. I can tell you who he fought last year. Go on then. He fought um, Otto Wallin. Correct, that was his last Schwartz. one. And Tom Schwartz. Tom Schwartz, and he fought one more person. No, that, I think that was it last year. No, no, he fought one more person. Before Schwartz as well. You sure? Yeah, before that, he fought Pianetta. Yeah. Um, okay. Sefer Sefery and. So um, he fought Schwartz, Otto Wallin, and Braun Strowman. 
Yeah, but Strowman was in the WWE, so. Yeah, well. You can look at that how you want. You can take that how you want to take that. Uh, but in boxing but that's, terms. That's, that's, that's his record last year. And that's okay. why for him to. If, imagine that was my record last year, who I fought last year. It wouldn't go down too well. So I'm just saying, like, to get his name in history books, I think you need to be thinking bigger, you know, as a management person, I'll be like, Fury, we need more. We ain't stopping at three fights. You've got to go for the for the big dogs. We want to see you fight Anthony twice because there's going to be a rematch there. When he beats you, you need to go again and try and beat him the second time. Dylan, um, who was the other one? Uh, Wilder, Dylan, and yeah. Wilder. They're going to fight in February. We need to keep you motivated. Then I want you to fight um, the recent former world champion, Andrew Ruiz, the former champion, um, Joseph Parker. I want you to fight Povetkin. I want you to fight Luis Ortiz. Do you know what I mean? There's still a pool of heavyweights out there that you have to defeat to fight everyone in your era to go down in the history books, in my opinion. So he, I, I advise him, don't stop, keep on going. You've done great things. So far, the only person that you've defeated um, with with real credit to, to their name is, is Vladimir Klitschko, and there's a long pool of heavyweights out there that you can still challenge yourself with. Okay. And you know? his comments about you being knocked out in two rounds while Wilder? As I said, Fury said a lot of things in my time of boxing. You know, I used to listen to a lot of it because I respected him. He was, um, he, he'd, he'd been professional now 11 years, 12 years. So I thought the man's talking from a whole heap and a whole wealth of experience. But then I started realizing that's just waffle. You know, when he said that Conor McGregor was going to train him and all that stuff. Uh, and then Conor was like, I've never heard of Tyson Fury wanting to come to the gym and stuff like that. I thought, hang on a minute, <laughs> that's waffle. He said that Charles Martin was going to beat me. He said a lot of things, you know. So you start to realise that this person is just talking for the sake of it. So him saying that, I don't know if he really means it or he's just saying that, as Tyson Fury does. Okay. Just finally, your fight, where do you want it to be with Pulev, if it is Pulev? Saudi Arabia. You want it to be in Saudi Arabia? <laughs> Tottenham. Is it going to be in Tottenham, Tottenham isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. You probably like in Emirates. I don't mind. I don't mind where it's going to be. Tottenham. Tottenham. Wembley. Wembley. Tottenham or O2. Happy with that. You would go back to the O2. You haven't. I'm going to bloody sell out five thousand tickets and be there in Tottenham ground. I'm going to go back to. You're going to go. Surely you've outgrown the O2 now. No disrespect. Well, you would hope so. You would hope so. Do you know what I mean? It's a blessing. I don't take that stuff for granted. No, of course it's not a negative thing. You've. You've. You know. Yeah, I'm just saying I don't take it for granted. Um, I would love to always sell out stadiums. But if there was ever a case where there was a situation where ticket sales or the interest in boxing had declined so drastically, of course I would fight. I don't fight just to be at stadiums. I fight for the love of it. So yeah, I'd fight at O2. No, I'd even fight at York Hall. On my life, I'd fight at York Hall. Okay. Now, Andy Joshua vows to fight at York Hall. York Hall, York Hall will be on the phone <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But as I said, if there's a massive decline in interest in boxing, yeah, I'd I wouldn't stop fighting just because um, 20,000 people or 15,000 people want to show up at O2, I'll definitely continue to fight 100%. And your fight date looks to be end of May, start of June? Um, preferably end of May. You know, I'd fight I'd fight in two months if I could, but I don't think Pulev will be ready, so yeah, I'd fight end of May. Gives him some time to get ready. Okay. Yeah, happy with that? All good. Anthony Joshua. I hope the listeners are happy. Listeners are, listeners are listeners, mate. Yeah? Some like it, some don't. That's true. But they're still listening. That's what we like, mate. That's what we like. All right. Well, listen, I'm going to let you get back to your uh, 
William Hill duties. Yes. Have you got anything else you'd like to add? Um, nah, I think I think I do a lot of talking. I do a lot of interviews. All for the love of the sport, promoting the sport, new listeners, old listeners. Um, it's important. But I do a lot. You ask me a lot. Of you questions. said you want Fury to win, but you didn't say whether you think he will beat Wilder or not. I I did say. No, you, I, said you I, did I, say yeah, I said I think he'll win. I said you, I do, you do think, think he'll, he'll win. win. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and I want him to win because I did think it'll be easier to make the fight because he's with Frank Warren, isn't he? Oh. Slash MTK. MTK. And, yeah. Uh, Frank, and yeah. what are they? They're really like a British-based. Most of their athletes are British-based fighters. Yeah. The majority the are majority. British and Irish. But I think that it'll be easier to make a deal with Fury. Okay. You know, I think so. You think? Be honest. I, I, do you know what? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. You never know, well, you do you? You never know. If he wins and he takes the WBC over to WWE and then keeps it over there, who knows? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but if he keeps it in boxing, I reckon it'll be easier to make the fight with him. But you've got a fight before any of this anyway, so you're just going to get loads of people asking you questions about that fight like me. Before yeah. the Pulev fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all up for it. I'm all up for it. The old AJ's back, do you know what I mean? They can pass everyone. <laughs> Who, who's that? Who's Pulev? Who's that? Nah, I think about Fury. <laughs> Anthony, thank you very much for yes. the TV. Appreciate Respect your time as always, always. and uh, we'll catch up soon. Signing out. Happy New Decade. Top man. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.